Hi, I'm George. I'm Dan. I'm Rick. And, and we, we are Queer Magnolias, the podcast. Each episode, we're going to talk about what it was like growing up gay in the South. The trials and the tribulations. The joy and the struggle. And more importantly, how we became who we are today. Oh, honey, queer and fabulous. So come on in, y'all, and get comfortable, Shug. Kick off your shoes and sit a spell. And at the end of each episode, we're going to meet up out on the front porch for my favorite part of the podcast... Happy Hour! So join us for an all-you-can-eat buffet of cutting up, foolishness, and caring on. Always served with a heaping helping of sass. And that's a Queer Magnolia's Guarantee. Here comes these three southern queens, hooting and hollering, making a scene, bringing an Easter episode on their way. They're drinking, laughing, spilling tea. So join us in camaraderie. We're making your Easter bright and gay. Yes! Yes! Come on, the gay. All right, you're going to have to do that every time now. (laughs) Well, tie on those bonnets and pull on those gloves. Dye those eggs and bake that ham. It's Easter Sunday, Magnolias. Yes! (laughs) Happy Easter, y'all. Happy Happy Easter. Easter! Oh my gosh, Easter is so colorful. I just love Easter. Just like you, Dan. I am. I don't understand Easter at all. (laughs) Why? Like, at all. It's a religious holiday, but it's centered around a carpenter who zombied up three days later after he died, 2,000 years ago, and his fucking mascot is a giant magic bunny that hops around from house to house, (laughs) leaving painted chicken eggs. You're going straight to hell. You're going straight to (laughs) hell. I don't get it. Well, when you put it that way, honey. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -mm -mm. Honey. The devil just turned up them hellfires <laughs> waiting on your ass, honey. I'm here to it's tell you. warm in here, honey. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Lord. I ain't going to help you. <laughs> you ain't right. <laughs> but it's true. It's true. Y'all don't tell on us. Don't tell his mama. <laughs> Poor thing. Well, that said, I used to love my little Easter baskets every morning. When I, every Easter morning. I'm like, the chocolate bunny. You still love a basket, honey. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you might not be wrong. And you still eat the chocolate bunnies, too. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. I think Easter is all about for me. Like I remember as a kid, it was always dressing up for church, and every Easter Sunday you, or every Easter you always got a new little suit. That's as a, uh-huh. as a, and there was always that picture that had to be taken in the front yard by whatever bush was <laughs> blooming at the time, oh, God, azalea, yes. dogwood, <laughs> whatever. Yeah, whatever it is. Hell, I think I did one five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Probably yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, did anybody else have a powder blue? Oh, oh yes. 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 With patent leathers. Uh, yeah. Patent leathers? <laughs> I have Mary Jane. I wore, I wore flats with mine. <laughs> well, I didn't, girl. I showed up for Sunday. <laughs> Looks like a pump, feels like a sneaker. <laughs> That's what's wrong with your calves now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I have. I'll post a picture on our social of me in my little powder blue suit. I was probably about ten or eleven, is my guess. So it's really cute, oh. but it's definitely Easter. <laughs> no, totally and I've got Easter. one. With the, I hope you mine too, because same powder blue suit. Yes. I mean, I'm sure it's not exactly the same, but that was mine the color was a, for little boys. It was. <laughs> mine was a nice leisure suit. I'm that. And a hundred percent polyester, honey. Rinse, rinse and repeat. <laughs> it I, never wrinkled. I think the Easter photo that I have though is the fake. Easter grass with the little, uh, like, 
the eggs, eggs and stuff mm-hmm. in it or something mm-hmm. in our living room on the floor. That's cute. And you got Easter Basket from Easter Bunny. I do, yeah, I do. Right. From that magic fucking bunny. So the Easter Bunny is has nothing to do with church. They just needed a way to sell more shit. Yeah. So the Easter Bunny is a total creation. But has nothing to do with the Carpenter story. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could get into the whole pagan tradition of the fertility of spring and all those kind of symbols with the rabbit that were. That's true. You know. Mm-hmm. So a unique thing. Well, that's very interesting. Actually. <laughs> well. Go ahead. <laughs> I said we could. I didn't say we we're going to. I said we could, but we're going to keep this. <laughs> well, it so Easter is in a lot of ways sort of pagan based as well. Yes. Besides just the ascension. Because Easter comes, is it five or six weeks after Mardi Gras? So, and they're all, it's all based on the full moon. So every Easter is a full moon. So is that when you're repenting for Mardi Gras? Well, I don't know. Maybe Jesus <laughs> went to Mardi Gras and then afterwards, you know, it killed him. And well, the day rose. after Mardi Gras is Ash Wednesday, it's which Ash is Wednesday. the beginning of Lent. And that's when you give something up for. And then it's 40 days and <laughs> yeah. then it's Easter. And yeah. And then, while you're talking about days, Good Friday? The fuck is Good Friday? He died. Why is that good? So I don't get it. So the reason for Good Friday is Good Friday was invented because at that point, the government was trying to pull back from religious holidays. So we used to get Easter Monday off, but because it was Easter and it was thought to offend people who weren't of the Christian faith, it then turned into Good Friday. So they don't have to use the word Easter. Christmas, I believe, is the only holiday in the U.S. that is still based on a Christian holiday. So Easter doesn't... There's no Easter holiday. That's why it's Good Friday. Oh. Thanks for that. And then you get fish on Friday because the Catholics eat fish. (laughs) And 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 you don't eat it, Rick, but the rest of us do. That day is the day I have chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) And the week before that Easter is called Holy Week, and I think that's why they... And that's Palm Springs. Oh, I, I love Holy Week in Palm Springs. That's awesome, girl. That's when there's a hole in the back of your jeans. <laughs> and you're trying, to, you're trying to receive Jesus in all the wrong orifices. I like to call that chaps. Mm. Oh, are they assless pretty... chaps? Yes, girl. That's the only kind there are. <laughs> Hey, maybe I'll post a picture of that as well. So. Ooh. <laughs> Easter took a turn, honey. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm not oh. going to be alone down there, am I? <laughs> we, so there was this tradition that started at some point, and I have no idea when, but when I was, I, I would say, in before I was a teenager, I began to be aware that we had sunrise service. So it was the oh, only nice. time... In the little village I grew up in, there were four churches for white people, and there was one African-American church. And the four white churches got together on Easter Sunday for sunrise service, and each one would take a different year. And it's the only time people from other churches went to the other people's church. I grew up in a village of 500 people, 400 people, and... You never went to somebody else's church. Whatever church you went to, that's where you stayed unless yep. there was a trauma Same. or a drama. So so, you, so when you say all these churches got together, you mean like the Free Will Baptist and the Southern Baptist yep. and the United yep. Way Baptist. And Missionary <laughs> was, Baptist. Uh, yeah, all right. the Baptist Baptists got, got together. <laughs> yeah, because we didn't have anything like except Baptist, Baptist convention. <laughs> yeah, you're not <laughs> inviting the Lutherans and the Methodists <laughs> over. <laughs> we had three Baptist churches and one Christian church mm-hmm. is what it's called. So, But that's the only service that we all got together on. And it was it was fun but it did mean if i went to 
Easter sunrise service, I only had to go to Sunday school and church. The other two hours in the evening got cut out for once a year. So, well, we never did sunrise service. I don't think we had them as a kid. I started, you were hungover well, as a kid. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, I started doing them as an adult. It was something I don't know why. I think it was the guy that I was dating at the time um, was kind of into it. So I was like, all right, fine. And at that point in time, getting up early was hard Mm -hmm. but you know now that that we're older honey we roll out of bed at 5 a.m like i gotta pee again (laughs) (laughs) i'm already ready for the sunrise service and it's tuesday right (laughs) (laughs) well i think they have one at the hollywood bowl don't they i think they used to have an inner interfaith service at the hollywood bowl on easter what about Stations of the Cross? Does anybody know what the hell Stations of the Cross is? Is that on AM or FM? I, I don't know, girl. I'm asking you. Oh, I don't know. I cannot help you on that. <laughs> I know it's a Catholic thing, right? Oh, so I think it's a really... I don't know. Please, uh, thank you. Stations of, stations of the Cross or the Way of the Cross, also known as the Way of Sorrows or the Via Crucis. Refers to a series of images depicting Jesus Christ on the day of his crucifixion and accompanying prayers. That's according to Wikipedia. Oh, hmm. oh it doesn't right. sound too happy, does it? <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's any happy ham in that story at all. No oh, <laughs> ham, honey. Ham. Right now, <laughs> now we brought girl. we brought it back around to Dan's favorite subject. <laughs> Bring on the ham, baby. Bring on the ham. Eating time. <laughs> uh, that was always ham at Easter. Yeah. Yeah. Every, always, yep. every oh. year. Without a doubt. I remember there was always ham on the table, and there was always daffodils and forsythia branches, because that's what was blooming in the yard. Oh, right. Yep. Mm-hmm. We used to call them uh, Easter lilies, though. I think that's a whole different thing, honey. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Daffodils are yellow. Easter lilies are white. They're daffodils, but we used to call them Easter lilies. Well, that's from where you're from, honey. That's a, that's a mom thing, thing honey. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. Oh, now look at Jake going to take up for your oh, mom. Just because she was, you know, a little touched. It <laughs> <laughs> ain't nothing for rest of us. It's a bad shape of the calla lily flower worn at Easter by Irish Republicans, a symbol of remembrance for Irish Republican combatants who died during or were executed after the 1916 Easter Rising. It's white. This is it, though. This is what we. That's used to a call, daffodil, honey. This is what or we, a buttercup. This is what we in the country. Call Easter lilies. So. Well, oh, okay. it's just not an Easter lily. goddammit. it! <laughs> it's just not. Now you know well, it's not a fucking Easter lily. Thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for joining us on Flora and Fauna of the Southern Wild. <laughs> I'm not debating that they're Easter lilies. I'm just saying that's what he's called. Touched. The whole family was touched. <laughs> just touched right in the head. Touched in the head. Yeah, yes, honey. It just ain't right. Did, did you guys family get together? I mean, did you get like large gatherings with family? Because we did that every yeah, year. Yeah, for sure. Don't so. you remember my mother didn't like people? <laughs> We've talked about this before. So hell no. They went to church. I mean, sometimes people, some of my relatives would come to church at Easter. Um, but they most, the ones that didn't go there Ordinarily, usually came at homecoming. Yeah. Uh, we often went out to lunch at Easter because Mama didn't want to cook. We'd yeah. go to the Holiday Inn for the buffet. Oh. K&W. Yeah, K&W. <laughs> that's right. Wherever. So you didn't have ham on the table at Easter because you didn't cook on Easter. No. But you not. do now. I do. Oh, now, now you do. Oh, now, now I do. Yeah. You're the ham queen, honey. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Paula, we want our ham. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was very small, you know, like, all the Easter eggs, the colorful Easter eggs and stuff at the five and dime stores like McCrory and McClellan's and Crest, they had dyed chicks. 
baby chickens. <laughs> and they would be the same Easter colors, yellow and green. So they actually dyed the bird. Yes. And 90% <laughs> of the birds died. I wonder within why. A of weeks. Yeah, because you know, you know, they probably just spray painted all of them at one time. Here's the blue Don't ones, here's write. the pink ones, yes. here's the green ones. And so, of course, you'd hear, cheep, 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 cheep. And every kid wanted them. Of course. You know. They're so cute. They're so cute and they're Did so they taste like the colors? <laughs> it is literally the things. only time in a chicken's life when they're cute. Right. It's when they're babies. That is true. That is true. And they make the... It's one of those things that when I go into stores in the South, like um, feed stores and stuff, you can always hear the new oh, chicks. Yeah. I know that sound instantly. It's so cute. Absolutely. <laughs> There's the big red barn here in Los Angeles. There's a couple of them, and they sell feed, and they also sell chicks and big chickens and stuff like that if you are city farmers. So, but it's so cute to go in. I am uh, not a city I, farmer. I am not a city farmer. <laughs> I'm good at eating it once it's been... Fixed. Citified. Right. <laughs> Farmified. Yes. That's it. Died Farm to table, honey. Side. <laughs> Farm to table, honey. That's Farm it. to table. So dying eggs, obviously we've all done that as children. Mm-hmm. Remember, we used to always use those paws, Easter dye kits, came with a little tablet. Oh, yes. And they had that stupid little wire... <laughs> hook dipper, or like a little yeah. dipper thing that <laughs> never ever worked like the egg would never stay in it I was going to dip using spoons yes <laughs> and, and if the, it did work then your egg came out and it had a line, a line. around <laughs> <laughs> and then of course you have to hide them and you have to go looking for them which did you do that Dan because it was just one of you that was just one of me but we did it with church okay, okay. so you didn't do it at home no no. He, Mama he would just have to go look for his mom. <laughs> that was at she the was mall. <laughs> mom! Mom! Where are you? She's just ducking in a clothing rack. <laughs> I love your mom. We did an Easter hunt. And they hid money under the eggs. So we oh, were super None of that. Oh, then. hell. I'd have been a little faster. <laughs> I just wanted to candy. We did money in the eggs, too, a few times. Not always. Uh, and you use the plastic yeah, ones, plastic though, ones. Mm-hmm. and yeah. put money or candy and yeah. stuff like that in it. There was always one probably that had a $20 bill in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, they're about fancy. I mean, it was fun. They, <laughs> were, they was right. right. And, it was, and it was four boys, so we were definitely, we were tackling and fighting <laughs> each other. So um, did you guys have relatives that came over at Easter? Oh, for sure. I mean, I went down the rabbit hole of not with, at my with house, your, but, Yes. No, we but, definitely did. We always said, like, everybody came. If grandma was cooking, everybody showed up to eat grandma's cooking. So that was definitely a thing. Sort of like we show up to your place when you're cooking. Now. Well, or we show up if you're making a ham, honey. <laughs> that is true. Everybody comes to grandma's. <laughs> Bring on the spiral. That's right. <laughs> We did too. Uh, it, it was like everybody came out of the woodwork for Christmas and Easter. Those were the two big uh, days. We always got together at my uh, grandma and grandpa's house. My grandma and grandpa Venable. Oh, that's a cute last name. Mm-hmm. So my mom is. I, I don't know why I said that. It just struck me as super cute. <laughs> so, I was actually going to adapt it as a stage name at one point. I love that. So, I love that. Um, and today, I mean, I loved actually celebrating Easter today. Like, it's one of my favorite holidays to actually entertain on. Because mm. I just like, you know, I like the fresh flowers, and I think the color is so nice for Easter, and there's always Dan the to bring lilies. a ham. That's it. And there's the Easter lilies that we all know as daffodils. <laughs> the rest of the free world knows them as daffodils. <laughs> in Rick's house, they're Easter lilies. Right. And in for that what part of the state. Like, for whatever reason, I think of a mint julep as a Easter cocktail. Oh. Well, that works. 
It's the mint, I guess. Because it's green, it's fresh. Mm-hmm. Mint goes well with ham. Well, everything oh, yeah. goes well with ham. <laughs> <laughs> uh, everything. I think really more ham. Precisely. I really Hell, think even the title, bacon goes good with ham. I really think the title of this, this episode is not about Easter. It's actually just about ham. That's right. all we talked about. <laughs> should be it. The Easter ham. It's the Easter, the Easter ham, ham, honey. <laughs> ham on it. <laughs> ham bone. <laughs> And as far as Easter baskets, obviously, everybody got Easter bunny Easter baskets. And they were, the thing about Easter baskets is they were always full of something you never really wanted. They were just – it was like a chocolate rabbit. It was, it was the stuff balls. that was on sale after Christmas. Yeah. I mean, it was never <laughs> – yeah, yeah, it wasn't day. like Christmas where it was like things you actually wanted. It right. was like a coloring book or, you know. Peeps. Peeps. <laughs> oh, oh, my pe- God. Oh, my God. It's I a whole other thing. Story, oh, shit. <laughs> but then – I got this Easter basket once when I was in high school from my, da- I was at my dad and my stepmom's. I'm sure my stepmom put it together. And in it were not, well, it wasn't like the typical candy stuff. She got me like a really nice hardback copy of the Velveteen Rabbit. Okay. And this really cute, like little porcelain, um, Peter Rabbit from Beatrix Potter. So it was like things that I actually yeah. held onto today, like an adult Easter. It was my first is- experience with like an adult Easter basket. And, and I don't mean that in a dirty way, Rick. So stop <laughs> looking at me like that. <laughs> I was just looking for a corny basket. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, <laughs> I, I have nowhere to go with that now. <laughs> I have a peep scene. Oh, you a, have a peep story. Once I went out of town on a work trip, and when I came back, uh, one of the girls in our promotions team and licensing had a deal with peeps. So she got a bunch of peeps sent to her office, and they completely covered my desk in plastic green grass and peeps everywhere. I think I have a photo of it and I was like, oh my God, I hate peeps. And so it, just, it, was, it was a nightmare. It was funny. It was a good trick. Like, right. So cute. Ugh, peeps are so nasty. They are nasty. They look yes. good, but they're the cutest things. They're so things. cute. They're so, they're cute. so cute and so blah. Yeah. Put yeah. <laughs> them in the microwave. That, It'll be fun. <laughs> and that's a that's another Ew. thing about the chocolate bunny that comes in most Easter baskets. Number one, it's hollow. Uh huh. But it is probably the worst chocolate. Oh, the cheapest, on Earth. worst chocolate. <laughs> it's so disgusting. It's old. And precisely. And once you've had good chocolate, it's like I don't want I that. Yeah. There. No. 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 Again, no. they look really great. They look I mean, cute. Well, Cadbury. I mean, I'm not going to let it go to waste. Cadbury. Let's be clear. I'm not going to let it go to waste. Oh, well, that's true. <laughs> oh, you I'm said, just not going to enjoy it. I'm going to eat it begrudgingly. Uh, you said Cadbury eggs. Cadbury. Now, that's, now, those are mm-hmm. worth having in an Easter basket. And apparently they get laid by rabbits. So we all know right. that from the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Easter Bunny. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> buck, buck. <laughs> cluck, cluck, cluck. <laughs> I remember that my dad brought home once these fancy, they were Bordeaux eggs. Mm-hmm. They're like, all right, right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. So they're called. They were like something special, something a little bit different, but it's just chocolate, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> now we have vibrating yeah. eggs. Oh, that's well, what? That's <laughs> Sorry, that's, that, that, that comes in the adult whoopsie. Easter basket. <laughs> You've taken a beautiful story and painted it. <laughs> taint? Did you say taint? I did say taint. <laughs> I think we better go on out to the front porch. Lord, on stroll, honey. <laughs> On this beautiful Easter morning. See y'all on the front porch. Bring your bonnets. (laughs) See you in a minute. Welcome to the front porch, y'all. Oh, 
it's chilly out today. It is. It is indeed. Oh, girl, look who's coming up the sidewalk. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Preacher Wally. <laughs> she probably heard my dead Jesus joke. She's here to lay me out. As well as he should. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Wally. Hey. Hey, how are y'all today? We're wonderful. Come up on the front porch and have a little uh, cocktail with us. He's just in time for some Jesus juice. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, you know, I mean, when they ran out of wine at the party, Jesus didn't tell them to go drink the water. He said, here, let's make some more wine. I See? <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> well, what is this cocktail, Danny? It's a proud black bird. It has a wild turkey 101, a little sham board, and it's topped with diet ginger ale. It is yummy. Oh, it's going to knock me out, too. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little lower on the calories with the diet ginger ale, you know. Well, cheers. Cheers. Mmm. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now you need a blessing, don't you? See how that is? That's right, honey. <laughs> Woo, that's all Jesus for sure. So, Wally, let me introduce you for our audience. Wally White and I have been friends for years, and as Daddy used to say, it's a different set of whites, but we we are very close friends, and we do love each other, and I would be proud to call Wally a relative. So, Wally moved back to North Carolina. We met here in Los Angeles, and he's back in North Carolina, and he's had a varied career in his life. So while it is Easter and all, so I have a super serious religious question that's been burning in my heart. Is it true that God hates fags? <laughs> no, George. We're all good here. Um, the only hate comes from hateful people, and God is love, and you cannot be love and exhibit hate or think of hate in any way. Uh, we all were created on purpose by God, and I don't believe God makes mistakes. And I would say anybody that thinks that God does, um, well, I don't want to go to their church is all I can say. So, Wally, how did you come to move back to North Carolina and maybe get your second calling in politics, or is that the third after being a minister, or? Lord, I don't even know what my calling is anymore. Um, now, you know, I, uh, I came back home because my mom needed a lung transplant. And uh, and she was in in stages of lung disease, and they ended up not giving her uh, the transplant. We went to Duke and Pittsburgh and all that, and so I stayed home and cared for her. And uh, and then after she passed, I uh, I don't know. I I just didn't feel called to go anywhere, you know. Um, I I started the ministerial school while I was doing the caregiving for her. So um, that, I guess, would be the second calling. You know, the, the first calling is always TV, you know. Uh, and then, I mean, I don't know where politics falls into it. I, I've been involved. I say I started as the baby that got kissed on the cheek when my uh, my uncle ran for Congress when I was an infant. So I've been involved my whole life. I was a governor's page twice, a North Carolina Senate page twice. You know, I started in eighth grade putting political signs out for local candidates. That's amazing. It's nice. It, you know, I, I, I often think that most people don't consider gay people to be very political. I think we all have opinions about politics, whether you're gay or straight. It doesn't matter. I think people have opinions, but I don't think most of us no too many politicians who are out. So what was that like for you in North Carolina in terms of being out and being a politician and also being a minister? 
I, you know, it's it's been interesting for me. I, I certainly had uh, people who were helping with the campaign that often wanted to use that minister part. And I'm like, nope, nope, nope. Because if I if I try and use it on one end, then I've got to be able to defend it on the other. And I do not debate religion. Uh, you can think what you want to think. I can think you're wrong, but I don't need you to think what I think. Go on about your business, but leave me in mind, too. So... Um, you know, I, uh, I refuse to use that in the campaign. And I mean, for me, I've always been involved because these are the people who are making the decisions. And yeah, for many years, um, gay people certainly were discouraged from being into politics because we were all supposed to pretend we weren't gay. And, uh, you know, we were all supposed to be pushed into a closet. But the problem is when you're in politics, all the closet doors fling open. And, um, you know, in my case, I'm like, look, baby, them doors have been open for years. Go see what you can find. <laughs> you know, and if you, find but, some, if you find something good, bring it on out. Let's do it again. And, and while you're in there, can you clean a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Take the broom. Right. <laughs> but don't try on mama's pumps now i'll have to fight you on that <laughs> but no you're right and it's funny i think only in just recent years have we started uh seeing more lgbt people in politics uh at least the visibility to that just in recent years alone uh, it's not something we've ever really seen especially with us growing up so you you're a politician in a very red state are you you're a democrat right Yes, I am. But what I would say about the state of North Carolina is we're we are red, but but we're a very purple red. I mean, we've got a Democratic um, governor and um, and we we have some Democrats in office. So um, and we even have Democratic um, attorney general and secretary of state. But now in the county that I live in, it's red, 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 red. Um, uh, and the guy I ran against is not, he's been there for 20 years and he is the head of the Senate. So he's, he's the Mitch McConnell of this state. He decides what gets a vote and what doesn't. And so when stuff like the bathroom bill came up and, um, even when I was out in LA and, and North Carolina, passed a, a constitutional amendment against gay marriage, when all that kind of stuff, that's first who I knew who this guy was. The truth is, my parents owned a dry cleaners. They'd probably been cleaning his clothes for years, but I didn't know who he was. <laughs> or I might have stained some of his clothes. But, um, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know I, I when I came home in 2016, he ran unopposed that year. And... And I'm like, I said, how did this happen? How did the Democrats not put someone up? And what I kept hearing back was, well, nobody thinks they can beat him. And and I said, I don't give a hmm, 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 hmm. What, if you can beat him or not, what you don't do is give it to him. Thank exactly. you. Exactly. Thank you. You know, and um, I, I will say now on this end, that's a whole lot easier to say than to do because when you're in it, you still got to go try and reach and talk to as many people as possible. And that is exhausting on a regular day. But when you're doing it, realizing the vast majority of the people are not in your team, <laughs> it's even a little harder. I think it's an uphill battle, but I do commend you because at the end of the day, if we don't put our voice out there, whether we're 
a regular Democrat or a gay Democrat or an independent and even a Republican, if we don't put our voice out there, how will we find other like-minded people? And there are times, if you look at Alabama, where Doug Jones was the replacement senator for a while and he ran against Roy Moore, who, as far as I'm concerned, is a, is just a disgrace. But Doug Jones ran and he won. Now, for the next election, he did lose and he lost by a big majority. But who could have known perhaps your opponent would have had a similar situation happen and there somebody like you would have replaced him. So I do commend you for running. No matter how uphill battle it is, if you don't run, you can't don't have a chance to win. So while it was the race close and like how did you feel about your percentage of votes? I didn't take anything away. I did about what the Democrats who have ran against him in the last several elections did. Um, I did a little worse, actually, than the lady uh, before me. But I also did it in a pandemic where I had to do almost all my campaigning on, you know, sitting right here and just like saying, hey, you know, Um, but uh, I I got 31,000 votes out of about 100,000. Look, that's that's, that's, that's a good third. That is fantastic. I I think that you know. Look at you, preacher man. <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day, you've got to run. You've got to try. And I think a third is very admirable because all of us do know. Rick grew up not so far from you. We know what the landscape is like. Uh, in the eastern part of the state, it's even redder. And it's like where I grew up uh, in Craven County, it's about 80% or more Republican. And um, But, you know, you got to try. You really do. And I do think we make a difference because whether you ever run again or not, and if you do, you know, I'm going to support you. But if you ever run again or not, it doesn't matter because you've made your difference now going behind the scenes and working for yourself or the next politician is equally as important. So cheers to you, Wally. Cheers. Clink, clink, baby. Clink, clink. clink. Hello. Proud black bird, baby. <laughs> I was getting ready to ask you what the bird was we were drinking. I forgot. Our <laughs> well, we were going to call it gospel bird since, you know, uh, <laughs> but, uh, but since we, we have you all. We but. quickly uh, changed that when you came uh, bouncing up the walk. Like, oh, no, <laughs> we can't do that. I have a unique question in the fact that I've been away from North Carolina for 33, 34 years. And I found that when I first came back and even now, sometimes I've gone back to North Carolina and you voice something and I get a lot of, oh, oh, just who do you think you are? You know, because you've been gone for a while. You know, you're a traitor. You've left us. You're a Yankee. I've never lived up north. But I found a lot of times that whatever opinion I had was dismissed because, well, you don't live here anymore. And I, often... I get that, too. Yeah, I get that a lot, too, when I go home. Like, well, what does it matter to you? You're not from here anymore, you know. So did you get – did you hear that kind of conversation when you came back and wanted to run for political office? Who do you think you are because you've been gone away? Or did you not hear that? A, a few things. One, you know, I, I've listened to all, all the shows. So I know what y'all have heard out of Danny. So some of y'all might be shocked to know that uh, Danny and I met in church. <laughs> Shh. Uh, he was probably running out the door because he was on fire but yeah all right. 
And my spiritual mentor in that church was the very Reverend Della Reese, uh, Patricia Early Lett. And, um, you know, one of the things I got from her was, um, I don't even hear the question, who do you think you are? Because I know very well who I am, and I don't ever need to defend it to anyone, ever. But by the time I was running for office, I had already been here a year and a half, pushing on two years, and... Um, I, you know, everybody, it's a small town. You know, you don't, you can't stump your toe without half the town knowing. And, uh, <laughs> so they all knew I had packed up my life and come home to take care of my mother. And that gained automatic respect. And, um, you know, but I, you know, I'll tell you something funny is before I met you in LA, I lived in New York for five and a half years and I worked for the soap opera Guiding Light. Now, when I would come home on visits from there, I was, Everybody wanted to talk to me because they wanted to know what Reva was doing next week. Or, you know. <laughs> right. But when I came home from Hollywood, nobody really cared about any of that. They didn't care about movies or primetime shows, but they cared about those soap operas. So to that point, what is Reva doing? I talked to her not, not all that long ago. You know, that the soap opera families are tight. You know, I haven't actually worked at, uh, for Guiding Light since 1999. And yet, I'm still in communication with so many people from there today, constantly. So, um, she's doing a lot of theater is the answer to your question. <laughs> <laughs> would you think Kim would like to come on our show? Maybe. She's pretty hip to it. I, I'd have to I'd have to pull out some old soap opera digest, but I did watch Guiding Light. My mom was a CBS fan, so it was, you know, Young and the Restless and Guiding Light, and so... My mom was NBC. She was all the Another World, uh, Days, of uh, Days of Our Lives. Lives. And I did uh, watch Guiding Light for a short while there. Uh, I think Mary Beth Evans was on the show at that time. Um, and I don't know. I can't remember the storylines. Anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the storylines were the same. Exactly. Somebody is shot. Somebody's Insert kidnapped. Somebody name. right, <laughs> and somebody has amnesia, and they don't know who the daddy of the baby is. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had uh, Robert Newman, who played Josh, Reva's, you know, Josh and Reva. Uh, uh, Robert is a great singer. And um, so I reached out to him back in late December and asked him if he would be, since I'm doing church virtually, uh, I asked him if he would be my guest singer one Sunday. And uh, he said yes. And I told him what I could afford, what the church could afford to pay. I don't pay it. Um, and he said he would just do it for free. Because he wasn't going to do it for that money. <laughs> uh, you know what, though? God bless him, though. I mean, yes, because sometimes it's like, oh, honey, just keep those pennies. It's okay. We love you. But it's so nice of him to say yes. Yeah. It really is. That's fantastic. Uh, so do you feel that this has made a difference for gays in North Carolina or maybe more specifically in your area of North Carolina? I mean, it's hard. I hope so. But um, – I'm not in any closet, but I also don't wear rainbow flag billboards. So I didn't run as a gay Democrat. I just ran as a Democrat who happens to be a single white male in his 50s who has never had a girlfriend. So figure it out for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like the commentary in my news. Well, <laughs> actually, so, and I'm about to mention that. So Rick had an article that ran uh, in the newspaper in his hometown. You know, in Surrey County, North Carolina, you might know Surrey County, That's right? That's where my people are from. 
<laughs> We're fancy. I, I'm, I'm more likely to be related to you, Rick, than Danny, because both sides of my family are from Surrey County. Uh, I should dig out that family tree and look at it. <laughs> but it's uh, there were some trolling comments to this article that was that was posted online as well as running in the newspaper, and it it's one of those things because it was like, well. Rick's never had a wife. Wonder what that means. And it's like, oh, Lord, please, are you kidding me? But there are trolls in this world. Trolls in Mount Airy, North Carolina, for fuck's sake. I was like, Jesus Christ. You know, Rick, uh, Mount Airy was uh, in my district. So your mother uh, hopefully voted for me. I'm sure she did, but I will make sure of it. <laughs> I will confirm it. <laughs> I, did, I did not realize that. I, I knew you had Rockingham and I knew you had part of Surrey, but I didn't realize you had Mount Airy as well. I, I did. don't think I knew that either. So. Hmm. Well, I think we need to go back to the Mount Airy News and do, have them do an article on Wally. Let's do it. George, that glass there looks like it's got dry ice cubes. <laughs> oh, well, on that note, I feel like I need another drink, y'all. <laughs> it is getting hot Parched. out here on the porch. Parched. Well, as my Aunt Lucy used to say, my ice cubes are dry. Well, here's to Aunt Lucy. Yeah, right. Take it in the house. Let's go in. You want to come inside for a minute? Yeah, let's drink up. And that's it. Come in and sit in a spell. All right, y'all. We'll see you next week. Thank you. Bye. And thanks, Wally, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Queer Magnolias is a weekly podcast hosted by Rick Clifton, Danny White, and George Skinner, and produced by yours truly, Jacob McGinnis. You can find us everywhere you find your podcasts, so please take a few minutes to leave a rating or review. We definitely look forward to hearing from you. If this is your first time joining us, please subscribe to receive the next episode automatically. Thank you for following us on Twitter at Queer Magnolias and on Instagram at Queer Magnolias Podcast. Or you can email us at queermagnoliaspodcast at gmail.com.